0: Welcome to worship at Jessup First United Methodist Church. I'm Garth, and I'm here with my wife, Rebecca. We're glad you're joining us today. Hello. Our scripture is Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Listen now as we read the word of God. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to breaking bread into prayer. All came upon everyone, because many signs and wonders were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common they would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need day by day as they spent much time together in the temple they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having the goodwill of all the people and day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved this is the word of God for the people of God thanks Thanks be be to to God. God Rebecca and I met in seminary in Washington, D.C. D.C. is carved out in this section where Maryland and Virginia come together. We dated for three years, but we never spent Sunday afternoons together because I worked in a church in Maryland and she worked in a church in Virginia. As you probably are aware, Sunday is a busy day for preachers.
1: I would like to say that the name of the church that I worked in in Virginia was Pleasant Valley United Methodist Church. And if I don't know a more southern name for a church, Pleasant Valley in Chantilly, Virginia. So we got married at the end of July, the year we got married, and suddenly we had Sunday afternoons together. What should we do? I asked that first Sunday, and Garth said, there's a football game on. You should know. I did not grow up in a football family. I know, it's shocking. My dad cheers for Auburn because that's where he went to school. But when I was growing up, we lived in Brooklyn and Richmond Hill, Georgia, and you couldn't get Auburn games on the three channels that we got with our Rabbit Ears TV.
0: Now you also need to understand that Rebecca was one of those girls that at the high school football games, she was walking around with her friends the whole time.
1: I would stop and cheer when other people were cheering
0: but then she went to a college with no football team either.
1: And then I met Garth. He is a big fan of any football game that anyone is playing. High school, college, professional, backyard touch football.
0: Go Jackets, go Gamecocks, go Falcons.
1: Somebody's got to say, go Dogs. (laughs) So back to our Sunday afternoon. Garth wanted to watch football. I sat down to watch with him because we were newlyweds and I just wanted to be with him. But then the next weekend came and there was a football game on Saturday and then we had our Sunday afternoon and he turned on football. We had just watched a game yesterday. You mean there's another one on? How much football is there? I had classes on Mondays and Thursdays and I guess he probably watched those nights too when I wasn't there. When we got married, Garth was the most devoted football fan.
0: Lots of us love football. We have teams we love and then others we loathe.
1: Go dogs!
0: (laughs) (laughs) We might cheer for our team, whether they win or lose. We wear their logo on our clothes. We might have their mascot on our door or our mailbox or our car, our boat and so many other places. <laughs> when they play, we're watching. We memorize their rosters. We look to see who's playing and who's injured. Now, it's not just football that we're devoted to. We might spend our Sunday afternoons watching NASCAR or playing golf or heading to the beach or taking a nap.
1: Those last two sound good to me. Looking for our, at our scripture for the day, we find that the early disciples were devoted to holy habits that brought them closer to God. They gathered together to learn from the apostles' teaching. They fellowshiped with other Christians. They broke bread together and they prayed together. They gathered in the temple, they gave generously, they praised God together. They devoted themselves to these things, the scripture tells us. The word devoted clues us in to the fact that they made these holy habits a priority in their lives. I love hearing about people who are utterly devoted to Jesus. I like to watch the great food truck race on the Food Network. Ten food trucks go from city to city competing about who can make the most money on their trucks, and at the end, they can win the food truck that they're driving and money to start their business. The one who sells the least each week has to go back home. So, of course, they're busting it to make sales as as much as possible you have to be devoted to the food truck. One of the teams though, went to church every Sunday morning. They would leave a note on their truck, be back after church. It meant that while other teams were selling, those guys weren't making any money. Their truck sat idle, but devotion to the food truck wasn't important to them compared to their devotion to the things of God.
0: Someone instilled them a devotion to God. After all those years of being devoted to football, I still love to watch, but my desire to spend time with God is stronger and much more important. I devote myself to God and not to the learning of the rosters of my teams. It's more important to spend time in study, fellowship, partaking in communion, and prayer than in watching football. It just took me a while to live it and now teach it. (laughs)
1: It's really true. I'm teasing Garth about football, but I'm devoted to some things that don't necessarily help me grow in Christ. Tiffany Schlein is the author of the book 24-6, Giving Up Screens One Day a Week to Get More Time, Creativity, and Connection. She writes that our screens want our devotion 24-7, and she advocates for taking a Sabbath from screens. But maybe we think I can't, because what if someone texts me? What if I need to check the answer to a trivia question real quick? What if someone responds to my posts on social media? One thing she said that really struck me in the book. How you spend your days is how you spend your life, because your life is made up of days. This is a good time of year to think about what you want your life to look like. And what you're devoted to day by day is what your life is. Acts 2.46 says this, Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. What they were devoted to day by day matters for their relationship, both with God and with their neighbors. We Methodists have a long history of paying methodical attention to the day-by-day habits of holiness. We have three general rules that go back to John Wesley, but that really go back to scripture because the three are a kind of summary of the the way we're called to be devoted to things. So the first is do no harm. We start in the same place doctors do. We avoid evil and love our neighbors by not hurting them. The second is do good. Methodists are known for doing good, from collecting art supplies for the Boys and Girls Club, as we're doing at Jessup First right now, to supporting the Methodist children's home, to mowing our neighbor's yard or taking a casserole to a sick friend. Methodists are known for doing good. So do no harm, do good. And then the third one is this. John Wesley said, attend upon all the ordinances of God. That's an 18th century way of saying, be devoted to the things of God. In other words, do the things that he asks us to do that we so that we stay connected to him. And that's what we're talking about today. There are practices and habits that bring us closer to Jesus Christ by opening us up to the power of his grace. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we do that by attending upon all the ordinances of God about developing these holy habits and being devoted to them. This was John Wesley's list of the things that we should be devoted to see how much it matches up with acts two. the public worship of God, the ministry of the word, either read or expounded, the supper of the Lord, family and private prayer, searching the scriptures, fasting or abstinence
0: in acts they focused on the need to attend upon the ordinance of god they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and fellowship to breaking bread into prayer the disciples in acts were devoted to the things that helped them grow in christ because their first devotion was to god there were signs and wonders there was power they gathered together they heard the apostles teaching which would eventually be written down as our scripture In Christian fellowship, they stayed strong and focused. They prayed. They shared a holy meal. That's what devotion to holy habit leads us to. We find Jesus. These holy habits are meant to bring us to God and to make us look more and more like Jesus. Holy habits take time and practice, which means we have to give up other things to practice them. We're at the time of year when we're getting back into the swing of things after summer break. School has started back. I mean, the Jackets have already won their first scrimmage football game. The cross country team is ready for their first race. The volleyball and softball teams are ready to start their seasons too. Even if you're retired and have a couple more trips to make this summer, you started thinking toward the fall as a time to refocus. We want to invite you to think about what you're devoted to here at Jessup First, we have opportunity to live out that life day by day. One way we can think about this is through disciple Bible study. It's been revamped for our busy lives. You may have done it 20 years ago, but let's look at it again. There are now options for people to do it for 12 weeks for the Old Testament and 12 weeks for the New Testament. It's going to help us by helping us to form a holy habit. It involves reading the Bible for 30 minutes a day. Wow, 30 minutes a day. That sounds like a lot, but it's really not. And here's what's new. You can do it in the workbook as you did 20 years ago, or you can do it in an app on your phone. We're gonna say more about this and other small group opportunities on the 16th of August at our Wednesday night supper. We want you to join us as we fellowship, as we pray, as we study, and as we break bread together in small groups around the tables in the fellowship hall.
1: Can I put in a plug for a Disciple? I took it as a senior in high school with a group of adults, and it was formative for me. Uh, understanding how the Bible fits together and how the whole story points to the covenant that God made with us and, and made real through Jesus Christ, uh, it's just incredible. And I hope that you'll join us for Disciple Bible Study.
0: And even if you can't find the time to do it, you can still look at the app and follow along. They have incredible studies on there for us already. So join us on Wednesday the 16th, where you can renew some friendships and get to know some new people as well.
1: One of the things we're devoted to at our house is family dinners. I believe in sitting down, asking, how is your day? Saying a blessing before the meal. Studies are always confirming that commitment for me. Kids who sit down at a meal score better on tests, eat healthier, and have longer-term relationships. We need that family time together, and it benefits everyone in the family. And it really is formative. Sitting down at the table matters for our Christian family as well. That may be part of why Jesus modeled that at the feeding of the 5,000. The disciples wanted to send the people away to find food on their own, but Jesus told his disciples, you give them something to eat we need that time of eating together we need that family time this week there's a mega church pastor who's making the rounds for fussing at people for coming late to church because they're a family and church isn't a production all the while surrounded by quite a production of screens and videos and it looks like a concert he's right about one thing though the bible uses the language of family about the church we gather here and help each other with our devotion We encourage and correct one another in love. We help out when we're in a crisis. This family time is a benefit for the family as a whole and each member of it. We gather around the table with our Christian brothers and sisters to break bread together. Day by day, may you have a glad and generous heart praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. O God, our Heavenly Father, as a new school year begins, we pray for our students, educators, and families. Bless them and keep them safe. May our students grow in wisdom and stature, and may our schools bless our whole community. May we all grow more devoted to you, Lord, as we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Be with us day by day, Lord. As we praise your name, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.